0: Good morning Maurice. Yoga on the rocks. Yoga with Elektra. Oh, and there's Anne and a bunch more people joined in. Adrian. Yes, Emmy. Hey, again, if I don't say your name, it's because they're coming fast. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We also have a lot of friends that are watching this in the evening so good evening good evening good evening it is a workable day in the neighborhood it is another workable day in the neighborhood and that is genuine enthusiasm granted it may be partially fueled by this enormous tanker of yerba mate but I do wake up like this. You can ask my husband because I always want to engage in big, heavy conversations at 0600. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I love that you're saying good morning to each other. Hi, Heather story. We got Nina Devola. Thank you. And thank you, Sedona. Thank you for your sweet notes and emails. They're making my life really, really, really making my life. So thank you. Oh, there's something floating in front of me. Um, Making my life. All right, I got a story for y'all. Story time! Wait, first let's sing, shall we? Let's do it. It's a workable day in the neighborhood, a workable day in the neighborhood. Won't you be mine? Won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? Here's a big hug. Here's a hug for Mm, y'all. I think I give pretty good hugs. Could any of you vouch for that? I'm kind of into hugs. I like hugs more than kisses. Don't tell Jeff. But hugs are like, oh, everything. That's a big hug to y'all. And I know, you know, some of us don't really enjoy singing out loud. Oh, your boyfriend's joining you today. Awesome. You can give him a hug. Uh, Not everybody enjoys singing out loud, um, but I actually think stuff like that is therapeutic right now. Right. That like, well, think about it. Om, mantra, right. You create vibration from the inside, not just from the outside in, but the inside out. Uh, so it's a good time for that. And if you don't like workable day in the neighborhood as your song, well, you need to find your song. Something I used to do is I made CDs. Remember those? I made CDs of my favorite singing songs and I'd sing them in the car, which you can't really do right now, but you sure can sing them wherever you are. Um, I think a lot of people know that top of my list, in case you're wondering, is What's Up by Four Non-Blondes. What's Up by Four Non-Blondes. Linda Perry is the singer and songwriter. She's incredible. If you haven't listened to that song in a while, or you haven't sung that song in a while, get on it today. Because that one is like diaphragmatic heaven. You can feel like, oh, it's so good. Um, okay, so we sang our song. It is Tuesday, Tuesday. Um, I think last week we had two. Is gone with the wind. My baby's gone. So sad. My baby's gone with the wind. Um, yeah, new playlist idea. Yep, yep, yep. Happy together. That's also a good one. Yeah, yeah. Sing it. Okay, so here's the story I wanted to tell you. Can you see what I'm wearing right now? Can you see this hoodie? Here. Look at that. Alright, I had to dig for this one, neighbors, and um. I will never get rid of this sweatshirt, and I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, I'll pull up the pocket, because you can see it's made by Burton, Burton Snowboards, Burton Snowboards. Do you wanna know how old this sweatshirt is? 1993, y'all, 1993. Some of you maybe weren't even alive, or you were like in diapers, but some of us were already adults, In fact, 1993 was the year I met my husband. Yeah, so that's how old this sweatshirt is. Other thing I wanna point out is, have you noticed how enormous this is? So do y'all know Billie Eilish, the singer Billie Eilish, who I, I, she's like 18. I think she's a prodigy. Um, I think she's pretty incredible. And she always dresses in enormous clothes. And I have a lot of respect for her reason for doing so. It's like so that you can never really just judge her on her looks or her body. So she's always wearing clothes like this and I'm just like, oh, I see you Billie Eilish because this is also how I dressed. It's just that mine isn't made by like Yves Saint Laurent and Burberry and stuff. This, mine was Burton, not Burberry, right? So this is also how I dressed. Enormous, big old shorts with wide legs. And big old sweatshirts like this. But Burton is a snowboard company, in case you didn't know that. And the reason I keep this sweatshirt forever and ever, and I wear it once in a while when I, when I, when I need a big hug, right? Um, but the reason I'll, should I take this off? I feel like Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, the reason I'll never get rid of it is that snowboarding taught me something important that I think is relevant to where we are today. And, and Anyway, I think it's important. Here, here's what happened. Our egos, and I think you know this, our egos definitely like to engage in things that it feels like we're good at, right? So we find things where, you know, we have resonance towards something and we do it and we find maybe we have a natural talent, a natural gift, or you're just good at it. Like, can you think of something that you've done that you tried it for the first time and, you know, maybe out loud or just inside, you're like, damn, I'm good at that. Uh, Or it just seemed easy to you. Well, our ego enjoys doing things like that. And I think you should do things like that. Like go in the direction of your gifts. I teach that. Uh, I think it's very, very important. I also think that there's great value in looking at the things that you really want but you believe yourself to be bad at, or you do and you fail, or you know, you're know you labeling it failing. It's not really failing, but you label it a fail because you suck at it. I'm doing lots of finger quotes because it's just what we think, not reality. So snowboarding is one of those things for me. I always, I identify more as like a, a pack animal when it comes to athletics. like. I'm not so great at the things where you have to be super fast and agile, more like, let's walk across the country. It's like, yeah, I'm good at that. So snowboarding. Back in 1993, right, Burton snowboards. It was actually before 93, but let's say 92, 91, uh, I was invited to go snowboarding with some friends. I'd only skied before. And I was like, yeah, it was like the cool thing to do. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go do it. And I went and because I'm very practical and not very cool, I took a lesson. So I took a lesson and woo, any of you that have ever snowboarded, I sucked. I sucked, sucked. Like it was embarrassing. Uh, I was not a natural, you fall a lot, you spend most of the day on your butt, and then of course there's like some six-year-old who whizzes past you, and you're like, how is this possible, that kid could, couldn't walk a few weeks ago, and here, I can't do this, they can do, you know, whatever but I wanted it so badly. And I can't explain why I wanted snowboarding so badly, but I can't think of uh, anything prior to that that I had wanted so badly that I was crappy at. So I kept taking lessons and I kept doing it and it didn't get a lot better. And then I started dating a guy that was real good at it. And so I would go out with his friends and they were like semi-pros, you know, they were like competitive and I'm still just grinding away trying to spend less of the day on my butt. And the reason I'm sharing this story and the reason I keep this sweatshirt is because it's a lesson in staying with something that you think that you suck at even when your ego is wanting you to walk away over and over and over again right? It was like, you develop a shame threshold, y'all. You develop a big shame threshold by staying with this. And you're just like, "Mm, I'm embarrassed again, you know, or whatever, but I still, I want this. I want this. And it occurred to me that this could be beneficial. It came up the other day. I think Maurice said something about it. And I know it's common, which is why I'm speaking to it again. Remember how I said a couple days ago, I shared something that my friend Jason had said, which was consistency gives much more than it asks for. Well, one of the reasons we struggle with consistency, there's a lot of reasons, one could just be lazy, but one reason we struggle to be consistent with things that we want or know are good is because we feel like we're not good at them. So anyone know what I'm talking about? Meditation, right? You sit on the cushion, you're given the instruction to empty your mind, you're unable to do that, you suck at it, therefore you don't return. But there's this lingering longing inside you, you have this sense that there's something good in there, but it's just so hard to stay with it and suck so bad at it over and over and over again. And so the reason I never get rid of this sweatshirt and the reason I love Burton so much is because snowboarding and staying with it, (laughs) having hoodies like this, taught me the value of staying with something that you're not naturally, you don't seem to be naturally gifted at. And it made me realize, of course our ego loves those things, right? The cruising things. Our ego loves those things and it resists the things that have asked us to expand our shame threshold. And you know what I mean by that? Like your ability to, I guess, not be good at something, right? Something that you value for whatever reason that you know is good. And so I really invite you to explore that within yourself that there are things that you're naturally good at, do those things, go in the direction of your resonance, but don't ignore where you have a little dissonance or a feeling like, I'm not good at this, I suck at this. Hey, in the words of the great Kenny Rogers, rest in peace, Kenny, you gotta know when to fold them. But when you witness this, almost like an eternal flame for something, whether it's meditation or snowboarding or being an artist or being a singer or you know whatever it is or being a teacher whatever it is it's like when it when that desire to do it won't leave you that means you it's not time to fold them that means it's time to explore this concept of consistency and and expanding your, your shame threshold. Let me see what you're saying. Speaking to my soul says, I know, I know. Cause I well, we are one, you know, we do this meditation. It's like we are one. Why am I not good at this? Yeah, absolutely. Why am I not good at this? You know what? I like to ask myself, why should I be good at this? Right? Like, why should I be good at something I don't do? Hmm. Why should I be good at snowboarding right out of the gates? Seriously? Why should I be good at singing if I don't sing? Why should I be good at art or making yoga videos? So many of my friends and colleagues right now are like, oh, I suck at online." It's like, why should you be good at it? Yo, you, you don't do it. <laughs> You know, and we get better at the things, but we're never gonna get better at them if our shame threshold stays really small, and it stays small because your ego just wants to be good and cool and yay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm in my head today, just what I need to hear, well, you know what, it's because we're all experiencing so many of the same things. That's why we're a neighborhood, right? We're always a neighborhood. It just took this freaking coronavirus to make us actually come together as one. So, I'll never get rid of this gigantic hoodie because my Obi-Wan hoodie, because, oops, <laughs> because it is a reminder to stay with the things that I want and believe in and value, but for whatever reason, probably because I don't do them, I'm just not that good at them right away. And you know what, shall I tell you, I stress about my yoga videos every day, don't, don't, y'all, don't. But let me tell you, the ending, or, or you know, the current chapter of this story is, I don't mean to brag, but I'm pretty good at snowboarding now. I I can rip now and every time I do go out and rip I'm a 47 year old woman and I'm ripping I go out there now and I think not oh look how good I am or comparison or anything like that I have so much self-love because I stayed with something I sucked at I share that with you because I know it's possible for you too That when you remember that consistency gives more than it asks for. Thank you Jason Bowman for saying that so clearly because it sure does, it sure does. But you gotta watch for that little ego trip up, right? That wants you to stay in your safe little cocoon of knowing I'm good at this. Some of us are great at live classes. You know what I'm saying? Like in person, and you're vibing off everybody. And this is a whole new terrain. But you want to be of service. That's where that inner internal flame is. You want to be of service. So you're consistent, you keep pushing, and your shame threshold expands. This is why older people often say things like, Oh, I just don't give a damn anymore. You know what that is? Their shame thresholds have expanded. So now they're just like, Ah! Right, Like, I'm only going to worry about the things that really deserve to be worried about. And that list gets shorter and shorter. So, yeah. Thank you, guys. Thank you. I also said I was going to talk about your autonomic nervous system today. But you know what? I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. This was much more off the cuff. We'll, We'll go back to it. I think what we'll do is the breathing exercise we did yesterday and then tomorrow, or whenever it feels perfect, I will talk about that. Best part of aging. That's right. It is. That shame threshold expands and you're just like, ooh. It's good. Listen, younglings, it's good. I promise. It's good. And, and my fellow aging folks can, can back me up on that. But keep your stories close. Keep your stories close. I don't wear this out too much because it is enormous. But man, when I was 21, 21, I was just like mm, 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 cruising. I'm learning Spanish right now and absolutely needed to hear this. First of all, que bueno that you're learning Spanish right now. That's fantastic. And foreign languages are absolutely a great example of what I'm talking about. <laughs> Some of us, you're just like, uh uh-huh, it's just like speaking English, only slightly different. And then others, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it's like hieroglyphics. I feel you, but it's so worth it. And you know what? I think people appreciate your effort more than anything, not how perfect you are. True that. Thanks, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're welcome, Padawan (laughs) learner. All right. Let's sit. We'll do a few little, we'll do a few of those breaths that we did yesterday. If you weren't here yesterday, no worries, y'all. We'll do it. They're very simple and we'll go right into our sit. All right. So actually, let's do this. Let's do a horse breath because I'm feeling it today. Have you ever done that? It's a good one. That's funny. This is what it looks like. We inhale through your nose and then you exhale and flubber your lips. I think it's called motorboating, but that might have a dirty connotation. So anyway, you know what I mean. Let's do three of those, okay? Inhale through your nose. Again, inhale through your nose. One more, inhale through your nose. and then notice how that feels on your face. That's a good one. I think it's often forgotten. Horse breath. So don't forget that one. Keep it in your back pocket. The bigger your shame threshold, the more likely you're, wi- you're willing to do it in person or on a zoom call or wherever. Teach by example. People aren't going to change unless they see other people changing. That I know is true. So be the change right? As old Gandhi G said, be the change. Okay, so let's do three rounds of the breath we did yesterday. That's inhale for five, hold for five, exhale for eight. And I will talk about the why eventually. Deep breath in through your nose. First, just a cleansing breath. Out your mouth. Inhale for five. Hold it in for five. Exhale for eight. Inhale for five. Hold it in for five. Exhale for eight. Inhale for five. Hold it in for five. Exhale for eight. And then just let your breath return to its normal cadence and rhythm. If you're not already in a workable seat, please make your way to one. That might mean that your legs are straight, folded in, you're up against something, you're freestanding. But please do try to turn your palms down on your thighs. This is in support of us feeling grounded in tumultuous times. And then like every day that we sit together, we begin by bringing awareness to our physical body first. Anamaya Kosha, the physical layer of our consciousness. Notice the points at which your body is in contact with something below it, feel the support. Root down into that support as if saying, thank you for supporting me. And then notice the corresponding uprising through your crown, the top of your shoulders, the bridge of your nose even starts to feel light. Tops of your ears. Even feel the roof of your mouth feel almost like it's floating upward. And then don't miss the power and magnificence of the space in between those poles, your abdominals and back muscles working together to make that rooting and rising possible. This is union, yoga, united effort. Then bring awareness to your breath today. How's it going? Don't try to make it special, just take note. It's like taking your temperature. Check in. What's my breath saying about my inner state today? If it changes because you're observing it, so be it but don't go out of your way to edit yourself. Then observe how energy is moving within the mandala of your body today. What's the tone or vibe? Same as your breath, no need to edit it. Just take note, this is awareness, not censorship. This is valuable information. Let's go a little deeper. What is the nature of the thoughts that have been moving through your mind, your lower mind, Manomaya Kosha today? A lot of us wake up thinking, what was the tone, the vibe? What flavor were your thoughts? They're not bad or wrong or right or good. They're just thoughts. but like you're reading a ticker tape. What's the status today? Gather the information. It will impact the choices you make today. Become aware of the layer of your consciousness that is aware, that is witnessing, the onboard observer. This is not your thinking mind, your emotional mind. This is that place within you from whence you can observe the thinking mind, the emotional mind. This is the wisdom sheath the knowledge sheath of your consciousness always there just often clouded by the excessive activity in your lower mind the sit is just to remind us oh yeah it's there it's always there Shifting into witness consciousness can often be soothing, calming. Go deeper and know that layer of your consciousness, Ananda Maya, Ananda Bliss. This isn't putting a bow on things. This is truth that deep within your being, there's a level of consciousness that is constantly in a state of bliss. A bliss never affected by what's going on in the world or in your mind. A constant hum of ananda bliss that comes simply from being a living being. A bliss that comes from the endless possibilities. Go deeper. What's beneath all that, your divine essence, the spark within you that is part of the great divine flame, the part of you that sees itself in all living beings, all living things. On this level, we are always one. Beneath all the complications, complexities, there is this truth. zoom out pan out witness your whole self isn't it amazing that we can be divine and maybe feeling anxiety and maybe have some nervous energy and maybe feeling some aches and pains in our body isn't it amazing You're all these things. It's when we forget our wholeness and identify only with parts that we suffer. Healing comes in recognizing our wholeness, the entirety of ourselves. neighbors. Place your hands together in front of your hearts. With this gesture, we offer the merits of our sit, our sit on the cushion, our sit on this virtual stoop as neighbors. We offer the merits of it all to all beings, in particular to those who are suffering, And to those who are working the front lines of this current challenge, those of us that have the space in our lives and our hearts for these practices in this moment, we offer the merits to you. May our efforts be of benefit. May we always remember and may we teach by our living example. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace. 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 Namaste. Hmm. Thank you, thank you. Good sit, neighbors. Those of you that joined us during the meditation or just now, um, please know that I'm recording every session of "It's a Workable Day in the Neighborhood." These are all on my Instagram IGTV, my Instagram like channel. You can go back. We've now been here together uh, over two weeks uh, since I think the 16th. We've been doing it every day. Um, So there's plenty to dig into Uh, the formats, the same where we do a little greeting and then a little chat or some kind of story or teaching and then we sit together. So please feel free to go back. Please feel free to share these with anyone that you think would benefit uh, from this. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, Let's see. So I'm still cranking out classes. I've got five from the first week of quarantine, five from the second week, and that's 10. And I released my 11th class yesterday. Um, And then there's another one coming out today. So keep your requests coming, Uh, please. It really helps me be of service rather than just guessing what might be beneficial. I'd love to hear any particular topics or styles, like be specific. And you know what I could really use your help with is duration. I've got some longer ones, like 45 minute-ish, and then I've got some shorter ones per request, but I'd love to know from you neighbors, like what's really uh, helping you or, or what feels workable in terms of fitting it into your daily flow. So if you could let me know that Um, You can certainly message me on Instagram, that might be the easiest, not not comment here but message me or you could send me an email if you're old school like that, if you're this old school and you still use email. Um, But one way or the other, let me know, those are all on Vimeo uh, for rent or download, I tried to keep them really inexpensive and also survive. Um, cause all my, um, jobs are evaporating, but this job isn't, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> so thank you. Um, I think that's all for today, my friends. Uh, be good. Thanks to all the neighbors. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. You guys are wonderful at thanking me. Also thank yourselves. So many namaste hands today. Thank you so much. Um, have a very workable day. I believe that you've got this. I know you do i um, sending you big love, and I'll see you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., and yes, may the force be with us. That is so true. That's the thing about being a yogi. It's already with us. We just have to remember. Thank you so much, <laughs> and maybe watch some Star Wars tonight. You need to go listen to Four Non Blondes' What's Up?, and sing it loud and proud, and maybe based on our theme. Oh, listen to some Billie Eilish while you're at it. Billie Eilish. Um, and, uh, yeah, maybe you'll watch Star Wars tonight. (laughs) All right, y'all take care. Be good.